Good morning. Another contender has just entered this year's race to be sheriff. And before he was challenging the current sheriff for his job, this guy worked for him. For Thursday, March 21st, it's your Loudon Now Morning Minute. Loudoun County Commuter Services has ways to keep your wheels turning and keep you cheerful. There are commuter buses from park and ride lots to destinations in Arlington, the Pentagon, Crystal City, and Washington, D.C., or a Metro Connection bus can drop you off at Wheelie Rest and East Metro Rail Station to hop on the Silver Line. Or local buses can get you from Leesburg to Ashburn and Sterling, from Sterling to Reston, or just around the town of Leesburg for only a dollar. To learn more about these or find a carpool or van pool, visit loudoun.gov commute or call 703-771- Five six six five. Let's go. Thanks for being with us. I'm Red Screen. Chris Harmison has been in law enforcement for 40 years since he was 21 years old. He's now running for Loudoun County Sheriff. Thing is, one of those law enforcement jobs he had was as Sheriff Michael Chapman's second in command. In 2011, Harmison was involved in Chapman's first campaign, and after Chapman won election, Harmison was one of the first officers Chapman brought in. Chapman hired him as a lieutenant colonel, one of the office's senior-most officers reporting directly to Mike Chapman himself. But after the next election in 2015, Harmison was among several officers who were not sworn in again, prompting talk of political retaliation by the sheriff and landing Chapman in an ongoing legal battle over wrongful termination. Harmison has made sworn statements in that lawsuit, alleging Chapman told him, quote, people challenge me, I'm going to crush them, they'll never work in law enforcement. But yesterday, at a campaign announcement in front of the sheriff's office on Sicklin Road, Harmison said he intentionally did not refer to Chapman by name. He focused on what he would like to do as sheriff, saying his top priorities are commitment to community involvement and transparency. He promised a Citizens Advisory Council to advise the sheriff's office and serve as a forum for interactions with the community. He referred specifically to an incident in which the sheriff's office said it would charge nearly $2,000 to answer a Freedom of Information Act request to release the general orders, document police departments around the region post online or provide for free. He also said he plans to staff up the sheriff's office, filling vacant sworn deputy positions and programs to redirect people who are arrested with mental health and substance abuse problems into treatment. And he said he's open to discussions of a police department in Loudoun, which in other large counties has replaced much of the law enforcement work of the elected sheriff. Harmison, in fact, is not the first of those 2011 senior staff appointments to run against Chapman, nor is it the first time Chapman has faced pushback from within the ranks. Eric Noble was promoted to major in command of the office's administrative division in 2012. In 2015, Chapman narrowly beat back a primary challenge from Noble amid accusations of mismanagement of department resources and a federal investigation into a deputy under Chapman's command embezzling more than $250,000. Harmison's campaign director is Liz Mills, who also was the campaign director for Chapman and later his director of media relations and communications. And after the 2015 election, after some of those people were not re-sworn, Chapman also instituted a massive reorganization within the sheriff's office that police advocates said created an atmosphere of fear and retaliation. Some of the transfers, according to Sean McGowan, executive director of the Virginia Police Benevolent Association, appeared to be retaliation against deputies who did not support Chapman in the election. 
Harmison, who has worked in law enforcement, as I said, since she was 21 years old, works for the Fairfax County Sheriff's Office, which operates that county's jail, provides courthouse security, and serves the civil law process. He lives in Leesburg with his wife, Monica, and their two children. Go to loudonnow.com slash morning minute to check out the whole story. In other news, a man from West Virginia has been arrested and charged with the murder of Jeffrey B. Evans, the man from Bluemont who was found dead in his truck on the side of Route 7 in Clark County. Virginia State Police charged Dale Lee Wright, 50 years old, with first-degree murder, use of a firearm in the commission of a felony, and possession of a firearm by a convicted convicted felon. The agency pointed to information provided to investigators by members of the public as helping troopers to quickly identify Wright as the suspect. According to the report, Evans, 72 years old, met Wright in a gravel lot on Castleman Road on Sunday morning for a prearranged business transaction. During the meeting, an altercation occurred and Wright shot Evans. Evans was able to drive away, but then crashed at the intersection of Castleman Road and Route 7 at approximately 11.24 a.m. Wright was seen by several motorists on Route 7 running to Evans' pickup truck after it crashed. Wright is then reported to have fled the scene. The Loudoun County School Board is expected to vote next week on a proposal to rename the Junior ROTC Annex at Loudoun County High School in honor of U.S. Army Captain James F. Adamuski, who was killed while on combat duty in Iraq. Speaking to the school board last week, Cadet Robert Walker said the program has a proud tradition of honoring veterans. He said naming the annex in Adamuski's honor would serve as a reminder of what it takes to keep our nation free and to inspire the next generation of cadets to embody the many lessons we can all learn from Captain Adamuski. Adamuski of Springfield, who was scheduled to enter Harvard Business School, was killed in action on April 2, 2003 in Iraq at the age of 29. He was killed along with five other soldiers when the Black Hawk helicopter he was piloting crashed. He was the first West Point graduate to die in Iraq. And Supervisor Ron Meyer has proposed exempting bed and breakfast businesses from the county's transient occupancy tax. His proposal would exempt businesses with a maximum occupancy of 25 guests or fewer from the tax. Meyer said that is to put them on an even footing with short-term rentals listed on Airbnb and VRBO. He argued the bed and breakfast industry feels that they are treated unfairly because Airbnbs are not taxed or regulated. In fact, Airbnbs are taxed and regulated, but previously there was no mechanism for keeping track of them, and many were not reporting their income or paying taxes on it. County supervisors spent months in 2017 and 2018 launching a project to keep track of short-term residential rentals, such as on Airbnb, which ended up with the requirement that they register with the county. Meyer opposed the work to bring those businesses into line, drawing rebukes from other supervisors. Among other things, he accused Visit Loudon, the nonprofit that acts as the county's tourism arm, of a conflict of interest for advocating for the registry, which other supervisors called grandstanding. Meyer brought up this proposal during the last work session on the county budget. Other supervisors said it is a policy issue that needs more thorough study and voted to send it to the county finance committee. Get the full story on this and all these stories over at loudonnow.com. On today's Get Out Loudon calendar, History and Hops is tonight at Dragon Hops Brewing in Percival. Tonight, historian Rich Gillespie will describe what life was like for those who lived in the Percival area from the 1850s through the aftermath of the Civil War. That includes things like John Brown's raid, the secession, the arrival of the Army of the Potomac, John Mosby's last battle in Loudon, and Percival's recovery from the South's defeat. It's tonight at Dragon Hops Brewing in Percival at 7 p.m. 
Get the details on this event and check out the rest of the event's calendar at getoutloudon.com. And if you like the Morning Minute, teach a lesson on podcasting in the Civil War. It should be pretty quick. Tell your friends and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and it'll be waiting for you there every morning. Okay, have a great day.